welcome to the DEI Discussions podcast series. We are talking for the Humans of Fintech podcast chapter where we celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges and walk the talk for change across the entire financial technology industry. Today we are here at 60MEA Trading Conference in London and hearing live from Steve Paul. Steve is founder at Vision 57. He's here today as a moderator on one of the panels discussing change and disruption. I know your, your two favourite things. Um, and you're here to tell us more. So welcome, Steve. Great to thank have you. you. Likewise. Thank you for having me. Um, so, you know, Vision 57, as you may know, I spent 15 years with Vanessa running group strategy. I left in summer of 2020. And Vision 57 was just a, a vehicle to enable me to continue my passion for finding cool fintech that was really, and the rule was I, I had to believe that it was really going to change the face of capital markets. And I work with a whole bunch of super exciting firms, either investing in them, fundraising, private equity world, working with their go-to-market strategy, and biz dev and all sorts of things. It's, um, so it's been, it's been a really, really interesting journey. Yeah, it's been a fascinating journey and you've done so much. So it's no wonder that you're the moderator on this panel today talking about disruption. Share some of the key takeaways with us. I think one of the things, one of the big things that came across is that it's incredibly hard in this industry. You can have a really brilliant little bit of kit that solves a great bit of the overall workflow problem. Unless you embed that in the existing workflow of your clients, it's really, really hard to make progress. And so nowadays, what's interesting is there's technologies that are out there as the sort of API economy finally enters capital markets, where you can expect these things to, to join together and work together. So I, I think that's number one, is, is it's, it's hard. I think secondly, that firms often have the seeds of their own destruction, you know, within them, because they might have a great piece of technology that solves a very real problem. But if they don't have a really solid go-to-market plan backed up by really good commercial team, client success officers, um, support folks, all that kind of thing, they're, they're, they're just not going to be successful. So looking at that and sort of pulling on that thread a bit more, as the industry is changing, where do you think it biggest opportunities for these companies to really get ahead? When I look at the industry, I, I kind of split it into platform companies that are sort of, if you like, venue-centric, which are bringing together buyers and sellers of one type of asset class in some new, better way that's more transparent, that's faster, that's cheaper, what have you. And then there are point solutions that focus perhaps around data or analytics or help bring AI or machine learning into the whole thing. And then I guess the third type of the enabling technologies, you know, we've heard a lot about low code in yes. our industry. I don't, I don't think there's a website out there now that no. doesn't have low code on yeah. it now. But, but real low code is about empowering, it's not about citizen developers, it's about making Java developers more productive and more things. And if you can do that, then, then that's a really exciting thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I love the fact that you mentioned um, AI, robotics. A lot of people think that's sort of moving away from the human element and moving away from people when actually the people side is super important. So what are your thoughts on people and the human element? Yeah, so if you think about it, technology is all about empowerment. You know when you use a bit of cool technology that just somehow seems to know what you want to do next. And you go, yeah, look at this, it kind of knew I wanted to do this after I did that. And 
It's empowering. It's not replacing you. It's making like, so today I got an Uber to take me to the station. And it's great because it's actually a better way because it tells me how far away the damn thing is. Yeah. And I can choose whether I want a green one, a comforting one, or yeah. a fast one. Uh, I picked a green one, by the way. Nice. Um, not colour. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and, um, so I think what it's about is empowering people with technology, not replacing them and taking the boring, mundane tasks that no one likes to do. All that gets automated away in life. Absolutely. And where do you think inclusion is playing a part? And where do you think it should be playing a part? So that's that's a great question. I know we mentioned, I mentioned, I think, to you the other day that we're now in full-flow exhibition season. Mm. And pretty much every panel I'm moderating is white 50-year-old men. And that's a shame. Uh, that doesn't mean to say those people who are on those panels don't know what they're talking about, because they do. But somehow our industry has to find a way. But what has to happen is the next generation of people in this industry have to be way more diverse. And I think there's a real obligation on the people that organize these things to actually, I'm not saying have quotas or anything like that, but there has to be an obligation on the people organizing things to have something that, that, that meets some kind of diversity agenda. Because oh, oh. uh, the people around there, it's oh, just too easy to pick up absolutely. the phone to mates, right? Yes, exactly. And I think that's the point, isn't it? So the point is, you know, it's easier really the way forward for us and, and the people actually are out there. So. For everyone listening to this podcast, I always like them to go away with something they should go and do. What would be your call to action with regards to how we can really work on this industry's inclusive policies? I think there's a number of things. I think I think it has to be about doing stuff that's practical. And I think it's really about saying, am I prepared to put some more effort in? Because it will be more effort to be more diverse and inclusive than it is otherwise. So, so my message would be, am I prepared to put that extra bit of effort in to solve the problem? Absolutely. And that is the question we should all be asking ourselves. And I hope the answer is yes. And if there's any queries on how, we're both here to talk more about it. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us on the DEI discussion. Thank you for having me. Cheers. Cheers.